Good day and welcome to July 25th. We're on day 205 of 2021. This is Bible in a Year with Bill. Today we're starting a New Testament book. We're starting 1 Corinthians. We're going to read chapters 1 and 2 and then we're going to follow up uh, that reading with Psalm 96. Now Paul, while staying in Ephesus, writes this letter to the church he started in Corinth. He addresses various problems he has heard about and answers questions they have asked him in a letter. He places a high priority on being obedient to Christ and on striving for unity, humility, and love in the church. As we go through this book, let's make a decision to seek the Lord's will in everything we do and to work hard to be humble, to love others, and to become one in spirit with our fellow believers. All right, so let's get right into it with 1 Corinthians chapters 1 and 2 and Psalm 96. The book of 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I, Paul, have been called and sent by Jesus, the Messiah, According to God's plan, along with my friend Sosthenes, I send this letter to you in God's church at Corinth, believers cleaned up by Jesus and set apart for a God-filled life. I include in my greeting all who call out to Jesus wherever they live. He's their master as well as ours. May all the gifts and benefits that come from God our Father and the Master Jesus Christ be yours. Every time I think of you, and I think of you often, I thank God for your lives of free and open access to God given by Jesus. There's no end to what has happened in you. It's beyond speech, beyond knowledge. The evidence of Christ has been clearly verified in your lives. Just think, you don't need a thing. You've got it all. All God's gifts are right in front of you as you wait expectantly for our Master Jesus to arrive on the scene for the finale. And not only that, but God himself is right alongside to keep you steady and on track until the things are all wrapped up by Jesus. God, who got you started in this spiritual adventure, shares with us the life of his Son and our Master Jesus. He will never give up on you. Never forget that. I have a serious concern to bring up with you, my friends, using the authority of Jesus, our Master. I'll put it as urgently as I can. You must get along with each other. You must learn to be considerate of one another, cultivating a life in common. I bring this up because some from Chloe's family brought a most disturbing report to my attention that you're fighting among yourselves. I'll tell you exactly what I was told. You're all picking sides, going around saying, I'm on Paul's side, or I'm for Apollos, or Peter is my man, or I'm in the Messiah group. I ask you, has the Messiah been chopped up in little pieces so we can each have a relic all our own? Was Paul crucified for you? Was a single one of you baptized in Paul's name? I was not involved with any of your baptisms, except for Crispus and Gaius, and on getting this report, I'm sure glad I wasn't. At least no one can go around saying he was baptized in my name. Come to think of it, I also baptized Stephanus's family, but as far as I can recall, that's it. God didn't send me out to collect a following for myself, but to preach the message of what he has done, collecting a following for him. And he didn't send me to do it with a lot of fancy rhetoric of my own, lest the powerful action at the center, Christ on the cross, be trivialized into, trivialized into mere words. 
The message that points to Christ on the cross seems like sheer silliness to those hell-bent on destruction, but for those on the way of salvation, it makes perfect sense. This is the way God works, and most powerfully, as it turns out. It's written, I'll turn conventional wisdom on its head. I'll expose so-called experts as crackpots. So, where can you find someone truly wise, truly educated, truly intelligent in this day and age? Hasn't God exposed it all as pretentious nonsense? Since the world, in all its fancy wisdom, never had a clue when it came to knowing God, God in his wisdom took the light in using what the world considered stupid, preaching of all things, to bring those who trust him into the way of salvation. While Jews clamor for miraculous demonstrations and Greeks go in for philosophical wisdom, we go right on proclaiming Christ the crucified. Jews treat this like an anti-miracle, and Greeks pass it off as absurd. But to us who are personally called by God himself, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is God's ultimate miracle and wisdom all wrapped up in one. Human wisdom is so tinny, so impotent next to the seeming absurdity of God. Human strength can't begin to compete with God's weakness. Take a good look, friends, at who you were when you got called into this life. I don't see many of the brightest and the best among you, not many influential, not many from high society families. Isn't it obvious that God deliberately chose men and women that the culture overlooks and and exploits and abuses, chose these nobodies to expose the hollow pretensions of the somebodies? That makes it quite clear that none of you can get by with blowing your own horn before God. Everything that we have, right thinking and right living, a clean slate and a fresh start, comes from God by way of Jesus Christ. That's why we have the saying, if you're going to blow a horn, blow a trumpet for God. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 You'll remember, friends, that when I first came to you to let you in on God's master stroke, I didn't try to impress you with polished speeches and the latest philosophy. I deliberately kept it plain and simple. First Jesus and who he is, then Jesus and what he did, Jesus crucified. I was unsure of how to go about this and felt totally inadequate. I was scared to death, if you want the truth of it. And so nothing I said could have impressed you or anyone else. But the message came through anyway. God's Spirit and God's power did it, which made it clear that your life of faith is a response to God's power, not to some fancy mental or emotional footwork by me or anyone else. We, of course, have plenty of wisdom to pass on to you once you get your feet on firm spiritual ground, but it's not popular wisdom, the fashionable wisdom of high-priced experts that will be out of date in a year or so. God's wisdom is something mysterious that goes deep into the interior of his purposes. You don't find it lying around on the surface. It's not the latest message, but more like the oldest, what God determined as the way to bring out his best in us long before we ever arrived on the scene. The experts of our day haven't a clue about what this eternal plan is. If they had, they wouldn't have killed the master of the God-designed life on a cross. That's why we have this scripture text. No one's ever seen or heard anything like this. Never so much as imagined anything quite like it. What God has arranged for those who love him. 
But you've seen and heard it because God by his Spirit has brought it all out into the open before you. The Spirit, not content to flit around on the surface, dives into the depths of God and brings out what God planned all along. Whoever knows what you're thinking and planning except you yourself? The same with God, except that he not only knows what he's thinking, but he lets us in on it. God offers a full report on the gifts of life and salvation that he is giving us. We don't have to rely on the world's guesses and opinions. We didn't learn this by reading books or going to school. We learned it from God, who taught us person to person through Jesus. And we're passing it on to you in the same first-hand personal way. The unspiritual self, just as it is by nature, can't receive the gifts of God's Spirit. There's no capacity for them. They seem like so much silliness. Spirit can be known only by Spirit, God's Spirit and our spirits in open communion. Spiritually alive, we have access to everything God's Spirit is doing and can't be judged by unspiritual critics. Isaiah's question is, Is there anyone around who knows God's Spirit, anyone who knows what He is doing? Has been answered. Christ knows, and we have Christ's Spirit. Psalm 96 Sing God a brand new song. Earth and everyone in it, sing. Sing to God. Worship God. Shout the news of his victory from sea to sea. Take the news of his glory to the lost. News of his wonders to one and all. For God is great and worth a thousand hallelujahs. His terrible beauty makes the gods look cheap. Pagan gods are mere tatters and rags. God made the heavens. Royal splendor radiates from him. A powerful beauty sets him apart. Bravo, God, bravo! Everyone join in the great shout, Encore! In awe before the beauty, in awe before the might. Bring gifts and celebrate. Bow before the beauty of God. Then to your knees, everyone worship. Get out to the message. God rules. He put the world on a firm foundation. He treats everyone fair and square. Let's hear it from sky, with earth joining in, and a huge round of applause from sea. Let wilderness turn cartwheels, animals come dance. Put every tree of the forest in the choir, an extravaganza before God as he comes, as he comes to set everything right on earth, set everything right, treat everyone fair. Thank you, Lord, for your worshiping words today. God, I pray that you'd bless this reading today. And thank you, my friends, for joining me. I hope to see you again tomorrow. Take care now.